0: The Spanish Announce
1: Table. Episode 391 of the Spanish Announce Table. Tom, I am excited to be here right now with, you know, all of you uh, watching live right now. YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and Tom. Tom over the Zoom call. I'm happy to be here with you as well. How are things, Tom. Things are going well. I tell you what,
0: I'm having fun. I just recently got my AW uh, crate in the mail, got a Wardlow signed picture. I got this great uh, Britt Baker DMD shirt. uh, Decided to pair it up with uh, value her choice, vote no uh, coming up here in Kansas. I'm not in Kansas. I'm on Missouri, but I it's am. the state line. So you yeah. need to do that. Yeah. Uh, over here in Missouri, we yeah. are we just got a, we just got the yard
1: sign. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, Hey, look, yeah. Things are going to get real crazy with this whole state's rights uh, yeah. thing coming soon here in America, but that's, but that's I mean, it. That is. So it is. Got, that is what it is. That is what it is.
0: I got, I got a pair of headphones, some acclaimed headphones came in it, uh, this month. Uh, yes. I got a CM Punk t-shirt, which is good because I haven't got a CM Punk t-shirt in a long time. I think the first time we met, or actually the first time that we met a wrestler, was Kofi Kingston, and I was wearing a CM Punk shirt back then. I should tell you how long ago that was. That was
1: a while uh, ago. That
0: was before this show. That was for uh, the Fight Show Live. That was we didn't even the have Fight a podcast at that time. Yep. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just hanging out, enjoying my AD. AW- AEW merchandise and last night we had an AEW dynamite and that was a lot of fun uh so that's on my side tim about what about you
1: uh you know same old same old right living uh, living life over here watching the wrestling just getting excited to talk about it we had a fun dynamite last night it is thursday night for anybody listening on the podcast if you're only listening on the podcast you're behind the times you're behind the times. Get with the hip crowd over here on the YouTube. That's YouTube.com slash Spanish Announce Tube. Twitch.tv slash Spanish Announce Table. And Twitter, uh, as you all know, is at Table Show, of course. Uh, live on all those three. Simul streaming, which I, I don't know if that's actually a word yet still. But we don't fact I like check. I so, But let's talk about some wrestling, Tom. We had some yeah. fun stuff. Yeah, so let's get right into it. So last night, AEW Dynamite
0: kicked off uh Fighter Fest night 1 week 1 and we came out of the gate hot. We came out starting off the show with a TNT championship match. We had champion newly crowned in his first title defense Wardlow taking on
1: Orange Cassidy. This I thought was a lot of fun. Tim, what did you think? Not only was this fun, this was almost a clinic in how to like get uh, a new guy over um, you know, not really not hurting his opponent in doing so. In fact, the opponents who got over Wardlow in this, um, uh, but they were still both baby faces, uh, so much fun in this. I mean, to the manager's licenses for the best friends to the chainsaw. I mean, just so many of these fun A spots chainsaw. That, that, you know, we've discussed like, uh, there, there was so much story in this match and how we like stories. Mm -hmm. And later there's uh, a tag team match that I also love, but it involves the Young Bucks. And we talk about how I would much rather see what we saw in this opening match than almost any Young Bucks match, right? Yes, it was was cheeky. Yes, it was comedy-based. Yes, it was full of spots, quote-unquote. But it wasn't what I would call a spot fest, if that makes sense. And I loved every bit of this. All so
0: here's here's my question. So we'll kind of spoil the result first. Uh, Wardlow ends up retaining his title uh, over Orange Cassidy with the power bomb uh, and then the pin. But here's my question to you. So now Wardlow is in this interesting spot, I think, because the way he's, you know, got to the position he's in right now is one, he was the sympathetic, you know, bodyguard to MJF right and it was all man once once we unleash Wardlow on everyone he's going to take over the world okay great then we got past that and then he became the unstoppable beast you know that's power bombing 32 uh, security guards a night and that was great but then he's accomplished the goal so now he's the champion so what would you do in this position because I don't know if you necessarily can say each and every week, he's going to Goldberg quote unquote his opponent, because then it's like, okay, cool. And that's fun. But we kind of already seen that before. And he can't be sympathetic because he's the champion. Right. So where do you put him as far as this?
1: Yeah. I don't know. This, this was fun for this. And I think you could pull this off a couple of times with a couple other people, like a cutie Marshall comes to mind or whatever. Right. Like, He works over some people who know how to, you know, carry a match for 10, 15 minutes and and make them look like a million dollars using some pretty classic tactics. But, yeah, as far as, like, the Wardlow character, yeah, I don't know. Because it's like you're saying, I'm not sympathetic because look at him. And, you know, he's not really been put in that sort of peril. So, I mean, the only thing is you've got to get almost a faction of heels after him that he's got to overcome. A House of Black comes to mind maybe, right? Something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, yeah, outside of that, like he's not chasing anything anymore. And he's not an underdog that we're rooting, you know, who's going to get by on the skin of his teeth. Um, I do like that. I mean, he is somewhat new, so the veteran was able to kind of work him over and almost steal one from him. I like that idea i did yeah and this did have a lot of fun stuff one of the things i did like is
0: how as you mentioned the best friends uh did a pre-match interview and oh, like we're gonna cheat so yeah, a lot like we're gonna cheat <laughs> yeah. a lot i love and that. because they're baby faces and not like well practiced at cheating they just screw it all up they brought a chainsaw <laughs> What the hell was
1: that? I love that, like, Taz didn't even see what it was, right? He's like, Well, they got some hedge trimmers over there. And he's like, This is a chainsaw, man. <laughs> yeah.
0: And then I did, like, even though, as you mentioned, there were moments in this match where Orange Cassidy, the veteran, was doing things to uh, get the advantage over Wardlow. We did have Wardlow looking like. Not a fish out of water, where he was able to suspect. Wait a minute, is this Danhausen underneath the ring? Yeah, that was a good God spot. damn it, it's Danhausen! Get out of here! And that was the other cool thing is because he could have instantly got booze if you grab Danhausen, you close line Danhausen, and you go, "I'm the Wardlow." Like I think yeah, what was great about this match was that Wardlow had the position of like. Well, I get it, man. But like, did you have to do it this first time we fought? Like, you yeah. had to bring all this shit, you know? Yeah. So, well, I yeah, because like
1: because it's faces, right? That that yeah. they're that he's fighting. So it was good. Um, but it did it got Wardlow a chance to show a few other things. Like he's got some athleticism, right? Like he can he can hang with an Orange Cassidy and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I liked the match for that. If we're talking about the story arc of the Wardlow character, yeah, this felt like a you know like a spin the wheels. Well, but like a good jumping off point, right?
0: Like you're gonna have to do his first match against someone if you're not wanting to tell the story of he power bombs someone 30 times and stands on their chest, which I thought was another good spot. Is I can't remember the F10 is what he calls it or something. It's like the Brock Lesnar F5, but he like spins him one more time and he put his foot on Orange Cassidy's chest, and I was like, Yikes, because that's gonna make Orange Cassidy kind of look like a bum. And he's got wins over Jericho and people, you know, that are prominent within the organization so that orange cassidy kicks out of that saves him to be like he's not just a victim right or or work for
1: it i don't mind the idea that like a la rko if we get anybody Wardlow's facing that's a bit of a high flyer that we get the like power bomb out of nowhere yeah that ends the match right like if Wardlow gets you with the power bomb it's lights out right so definitely what get too close to his upper body and you're you're risking it right so i don't mind that necessarily because yeah. that could stay steady right i mean he could have you know 30 minute matches that like you know and he's facing one of the young bucks or whomever right or, or Kenny omega or something right and, mm-hmm. and they go for some weird Hurricane run and it's like nope bam yeah done foot on the
0: chest it's over right i don't mind that which which by the way a uh, quick correction here it's a frankensteiner scott steiner invented the damn move these damn Lucha Libres took it away from him. It's a for Frankensteiner for No, I'm kidding. Um, after the match, the champion did show respect, put out the fist bump. Orange Cassidy staying true to who he was, did the limp wrist fist bump back to him. And that's, again, the other thing that I liked about this is because during the match, there were some chance for Orange Cassidy and Wardlow because it could have easily done the, you know, neat head gym guy where he's like, "Well, I'm just going to smash." And it's like, "Okay, ryback back, right? Like that's a yeah. kind of a bullshit thing to do." I like that he was like still a good guy yeah. even though he had to well, win the match.
1: Like with the Danhausen thing, he was like like he he had empathy for him almost. yeah <laughs> it was like, he's "Look like, like, I at I this get fucking." It, it. Yeah. Well, I love but, that look- Danhausen even's like, "Uh, you know what? I'm not even going to try this." Like you're yeah, yeah, fucking just we you know, I mean, you do it. your thing. Beat their ass. It's fine. We'll talk later. <laughs> Which side? Side note. Quick
0: little side note about Danhausen's curses. Because he didn't curse Wardlow, the curse still stays true. Every time Wardlow has done, or excuse me, every time uh, Danhausen has done some type of curse, there has been bad. Except consequences afterwards. Except for one man. Well, he didn't. He couldn't. He tried, but it didn't work. Because you can't curse Hook. Ah, that's right. Yeah, he tried, but it didn't work. Because Dan Housen acknowledged it. He goes like, this isn't working. Why is it, yeah, it's Hook. But everyone he has, Tony Neese, even the first time he debuted, Adam (laughs) Cole, all of those people have had bad consequences immediately after The curse, but he doesn't curse Wardlow. So then everyone saves face. Wardlow still looks awesome. Danhausen keeps his curses, and then Orange Cassidy got an orange punch out of it. Backstage interview
1: was that Dynamite or Rampage? When did we see that? When when they asked Hook, uh, uh, isn't it time for a uh, like a, a title shot or something? And he was like. And just and just hooked oh, you yeah. out of there. Was that dynamite? Yeah. or Was that rampage? I'm, t- I'm trying to remember. I think I it was. It.
0: Uh, I think it was uh, dynamite. It was yeah. the dynamite. We we went to
1: which they didn't appear. No, there was until... this week here, right?
0: Oh, oh, the last week when he did the little one-off promo kind of thing. Yeah,
1: yeah, they were like in a stairwell. And, I didn't uh, see this. Yeah, thing. yeah, so they were in a stairwell, and it was. Uh, I think it was Di- Paige's daughter, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. and she was like, she was like, don't you think that's Like, you know, you've been stacking up some victories or undefeated. Like, don't you think that means you're in line for? championship contenders or something like that. And he just kind of like mm-hmm. looked at her and didn't say shit and walked out. You know what I mean? Just I look, didn't say, see that. Yeah. So that's interesting. Cause that picked me up. I was like, Oh, and I was like, Oh, are we going to actually, I mean, you don't do that for no reason. Right. They don't right. ask that specific question for no reason. Interesting.
0: More to come from that here soon, I guess. Um Okay. So then, yeah, the championship uh, matches over champion shows his respect. Challenger respects the, the match itself as well. Uh, And then we move on to the next thing. The next thing being Chris Jericho and
1: looking like an usher in a movie theater.
0: Well, here's the thing. I don't think he gets that. Like the pain maker is not as fucking cool as he thinks it is neat. You're going to go up against like, again, let's keep kayfabe here for a second. You're going to go up against Eddie flipping Kingston, who wants to see your blood and potentially kill you. And your retort is, but I'm going to put on a hat and some spooky
1: makeup. You know, huh? I, I think this is, if I had to guess, I know we don't like to do this cause we're, you know, we're trying to stick to storylines here, but I'm guessing behind the scenes, Eddie Kingston wanted this because he's a big Japan market. We've discussed it here. Nothing is cool in Japan. So, You know, whatever. I don't know. You know, we've
0: seen the pain maker. So this is where I think I would have done this. Two things I thought were not great about this promo. One, it was too long. Two, it was in the ring. And you know how I feel about in-ring promos. If there's not an interviewer, the only time the ring should be used is for actual matches. I just don't like that kind of thing. Unless Tony Schiavone calls you out and says, we want to talk to you in front of the fans.
1: You shouldn't just be walking out by yourself. I even don't mind if we're doing... Like I get the contract signing and then the yep. guys caught a promo on each other. Yeah, right. That makes totally sense. Fine. That's something a fighting company, if I were watching a fighting company, that's something they would do is hold a press conference in the ring.
0: That's right. not exactly. out of the
1: realm of realism.
0: Right. Exactly. So didn't like that it was in the ring. And I also thought it was way too long. Uh what I would have done to get over again one of the lamer gimmicks in AEW, the painmaker, is we have seen the painmaker in AEW. And he beat Nick fucking gauge. That's how you show the pain maker. You say when Chris Jericho taps into this part of his personality, this is what happened and show Nick gauge bleeding from the head, show him going through that shattered glass. Like that's how you get it over. But for Chris Jericho, just to have a microphone in his hand and say like, but you're going to get the pain maker one if you're a new listener or excuse me, a new uh fan of AEW, you know may not know is. what the hell that is, right? Which again is a big Achilles heel for AEW. And two, you don't see it, right? You need to see the violence of what this means. I could tell you yeah, there was no you're imagery. not getting you're not getting Thomas on this podcast episode, you're getting T mac And it's like if you don't get the stupid ass rants, you don't know what the fuck that means, right? right? <laughs> like, so, yeah you can't just say something without really yeah you could have taken knowledge.
1: some of the five minutes and done a, a video package to kind of remind us of who the exactly the pain maker that's how to i be. would have done this right. um yeah and i just don't like you said it it's it's one of the more weirder versions of the jericho that we've gotten over the years and it just oh i
0: think it's just dumb i think it's just the wizard like i said this on wizard twitter is pretty dumb yeah. At Table Show on Twitter. Uh, we live tweet during Dynamite and Rampages. Uh, but like it should hindsight's 2020, even though I think we both said it going into it, but like the Chris Jericho character peaked and should have ended with the MJF five labors of Jericho. It should have been Jericho gets through, who's Guerrera, Nick Gage, all the fucking things but then loses to MJF MJF gets that feather in his cap Jericho goes to commentary. There you go. And then like from now a year later, then Jericho can come back out from the commentary booth and take on Adam Cole or whoever it is. But ever since that MJF feud, Chris Jericho just feels stale, lame and out of touch. And I understand the blood and guts match was fun, but like, that was Eddie Kingston carrying the feud. It had nothing to do with Jericho, right. right? It could have been anyone. A fill in the blank heel. It was Eddie Kingston uh, carrying it. So I hope when they do this match next week, barbed wire everywhere with a shark cage on top of it. Which good Christ. Let's, but like, let's be done with Jericho. That's what I want. I want Eddie Kingston to win. Gets the blood, you know, does the BJ pin uh, for MMA fans. Wipes it on his chest and licks it. And then Jericho's like, "This is I. This is now past my time. Like I can't hang with these guys anymore. Yeah. And so I'm gonna go to Rampage and just call Rampages from now on."
1: Yeah, I mean that. Look, I wouldn't hate it. I think you're right. It it would have been a great, you know, tying of the bow, of the Jericho career, right? At the 30 years of Jericho. All of it. Yep. All of it when when all of that happened. But of course we didn't do that. But yeah, I mean you're right. It's just. This is all about Eddie Kingston here, right? He's got to win this. He's got to kill the pain maker, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. then and then enjoy it and laugh about it, right? War paint himself up like William Wallace with his blood, right? Like we got yeah, exactly. Uh, so
0: yeah. So this brings me to the next thing. We then get an Eddie Kingston promo. It is not long, but it is to the point. It is direct, and I actually like the best part of it. Obviously, Eddie Kingston's Eddie Kingston, and he's awesome. But if you caught the non-verbals from Ruby Soho and Ortiz here, they almost felt like, God damn it, Chris, like you had to you had to get this guy fucking all fired up. Yeah, everyone's gonna suck for it. Yeah, Yeah. he took off uh, Ortiz's hat and says, like, look what you did to him. He made Ruby show her wrist because she didn't really necessarily want to. She was like, you know, looking down kind of like a a dog who got caught peeing in the house, kind of like just putting her arm up. And Eddie's like, you're gonna pay for all of this, and I think if we would have got some comments from them, I almost felt like they're like, man, you just shouldn't have done any of this, Chris. Yeah. Like, fuck, this is this is gonna yeah. suck for everyone. Like, like we're gonna get he's not gonna be this. fun yeah, to right, hang yeah. out with for right. this week.
1: <laughs> I have to bury a body, and then I got to answer to that. Yeah. I don't wanna, yeah, yeah,
0: and then we got to hear about it for the you know coming weeks afterwards until he hates the next yeah. person. Like, yeah. Chris, you're really It's always weird for like everyone. three
1: weeks after one of these. It's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> it
0: sucks, man. Uh so yeah, I, I thought the Eddie Keekson promo was phenomenal. Oh so great. Um, well I, I love
1: too that he pointed out he's like, Yeah, yeah, he gets five minutes like What whatever. <laughs> right? Like yeah, yeah, And then this is
0: my outro line. Like he yeah. just seems
1: like I don't he's fucking, used that a couple of times now, right? Like, yeah, this yeah. is my exit line. <laughs> yeah, whatever.
0: I'm, I'm done. I don't have a
1: catchphrase. This is stupid. That yeah. feels like somebody told him, like, "You gotta come up with an exit line." He's like, "Fuck you."
0: <laughs> yeah, because exactly. yeah, he's out of Kingston.
1: Yeah. Right. Because
0: what is his catchphrase? That's the other yeah. awesome thing about Eddie Kingston is he's one of the greatest guys, uh, or you know, talents because females are also amazing. Because we'll talk about Britt Baker here in a second, which she did great. Um, but he doesn't have any DMD or well like
1: he's yeah. just eddie yeah exactly Isn't that great yeah um i love it yeah it it felt like his like that is starting to feel like his Marshawn launches i'm just here so i won't get fined right <laughs> like exactly oh, i gotta yeah. have it i gotta have an outline <laughs> <What it>. Yeah, <laughs> love yeah, yeah i love him he's love awesome him.
0: so then we get back in the ring and we got a match that i understand what we're trying to do but it didn't make sense and i'll talk about why it didn't make sense but the next matchup uh, was John Moxley, your interim AEW champion, taking on uh Takashi.
1: Take a shit. Nailed it. Huh? It's take a shit, right? Take shit Sure. Sure. Takashi. I'm gonna call him Takashi because that take seems a, a little bit more. I think it's take uh, shit A. Take a shit. Not, that seems disrespectful.
0: <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna call right. him Takashi. Because again, right. he was good. But here's where the match doesn't make sense to me. <clears throat> Rewind back to last episode of rampage and eddie kingston takes on takashi and eddie kingston beats him so then logically it doesn't make any flipping sense that then he would get
1: uh AEW world championship qualifier match against john moxley interim world championship and, well and just what more of a way are you telling me all i need to hear is that like this is going right back to cm punk as soon as we as soon as we get there
0: well that so one thing I liked about this match was commentary. Tony Schiavone mentioned a couple different times. What do you think is going through the mind of CM Punk watching John Moxley go through a Brody King, bro- going through this Takashi, you know, looking dominant in blood and guts. So I do like that they're, man, this guy's building up a head full of steam. Like CM Punk is going to come in here rusty. He might get fucked up. I like that part of what they're trying to tell the story of. I just think, if you're going to say John Moxley needs to get this new talent over, awesome, then don't have him lose on Rampage the Friday before cuz I know who's going to win. Yeah. Like why did I ever th-
1: Yeah, I don't think they're thinking that far wins. ahead. You know what I mean? But That's- like
0: but let, let's just say he does win. Let's say he does beat John Moxley, yeah, okay, which right. w- yeah, he won't. But but let's say he did. So you're trying to say he's better than our interim world champ, but he's not better than Eddie Kingston, but Eddie Kingston isn't going for a title because I guess he just hates Jericho and that's all he's yeah. consumed with like right. bad booking. That's yep. bad booking. Um, but like we said, he looked good. I wasn't saying like this match was fun, but the outcome was written on the wall before they even
1: rang the bell. Well, Yeah. And I just, there's no reason for me to care. That's the out. thing. Even if I believe it's real, right? And the reason I care is because title's on the line. I'm to expect people can have a puncher's chance, right? But then if this guy, uh, forget his name, forgive me, uh, wins the title, well, if he takes it back to New Japan, well, then I still don't care because I'm not seeking it out. I'm not going to go follow him and watch what he does with the title. I'm just going to keep watching AEW, see what they do without a title.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And again, this is the interim championship, but still, it just...
1: ah, But same, but you know what I mean? Like, uh, unless that guy's suddenly going to be around and be the new champ, well, then it's, you know, that's the most enjoyment that I would get, but it would just be a shock value of, like... Well, then if he did
0: become... Yeah, and if he did become... Because, again, he would have to win this match and then take on Moxley for the interim championship, which is, again, another stupid concept in pro wrestling that's just this recent weird thing that everyone's copying WWE on. Makes no sense. Anyhow, um... But if he did win that interim championship, then Eddie Kingston should get the first shot because yep.
1: he just beat him. So hear me out on that, too. <clears throat> By proxy, you know, we used to have non-title matches with the champion. And it it was always known if you beat a champion in a non-title match, will you get a title match. Mm-hmm. So that's what we have here. All of a sudden, you're just calling it this like. Chance to get a title shot match. Well, that's what every time you wrestled a champion in a non-title match, that's the fucking rules as, as, as I understood it. Right. But, but. So this is nothing different about this particular match. Oh, why would
0: any, let's, again, let's go quick deep dive into the real world of pro wrestling, right? The real world of pro. If you're the champion and championship matches, make you more money than not being the champion, why would you ever do a non-title and,
1: match? And in the title match you have the champion's advantage where you can exactly. keep the title on so, DQ or count out. So yeah. non-title match, you're just you're just delaying that, right? Like so, so I get I get in the storylines when there's like either authority figure or challenger is like, I want you in the champion or the authority figure is like fine, but you don't deserve a title shot, but you'll get the match and then then you can prove you deserve the title shot, right? Like, but that's usually like in a storyline, right? Like that's and then it's the like only... it's non title, but if you beat him, then you get the thing. Like if it's using a storyline, I get that. Like let's say Eddie Kingston's lost to Wardlow three times and he's like, No, fuck that, I want that title and he's like, Man, you know what I mean? Like, all right, final time, but you don't get the title shot now, right? Like it's it's you gotta beat me before you get away. I don't know. Even that doesn't make any sense because again, yeah, he would have fought him but, for time.
0: <laughs> well, but yeah. then not even that, but he would go, I don't want to waste my time making a third of the money I could in a championship match. So you go wrestle that other person. And then if you beat that other person, then me and you can do a championship match because my time is money. That's how this capitalistic society fucking works. And so I'm not going to wrestle for less money just to, for shits and giggles. Like that's the part that m- makes no sense in this kayfabe world is we've been told, JR loves to say it every five seconds, he gets a chance that champions make more money. So why would you ever want to make less money wrestling when you're the champion? Non-title matches are the dumbest thing in the world, unless, like you said, an authority figure says you have to wrestle tonight or you're suspended or you're fired. Yeah, right. Okay, great. I get that. But if you're just sticking yep. around with the belt and you do a non-title match, I think you're a dum-dum.
1: Uh, right. At At Theo or Theo on the Twitch chat says, "Am I getting charged to hear T Mac yak yak on stream?" I don't know what that. Maybe give us yeah. some money. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yes, you can. Yeah, you, you got to pay your fee. Can. You got to pay your fee uh, on SpanishNouncetable.net. <laughs> There's it says donate, but you know, I mean, that's where you pay. the Yeah, donate, uh, give, whatever. Well, and he brought up speaking of fees. Uh, he he brought up. He said Vince McMahon should give three million to the Spanish announce table. Vince I mean. McMahon should do a lot of things, but yeah but yes. i mean it should start with giving three million dollars to the spanish announce table
0: don't hate that idea hey let's get back into aw dynamite next up we got luchasaurus versus griff garrison and this was in my guy. opinion the well this is the first time in my opinion christian misfired i i think look the varsity blondes are out there brian pillman jr we know the backstory brian pillman's uh, Junior's father has passed away. Mm-hmm. He's a pro wrestler, but it felt like, hey, so whose
1: dad is dead this week? Yeah, you, who else right, is dead? Yeah, yeah. I like the part of like, doesn't he look like Jungle Boy? Because he does. But now that feels like now you got to not look like Jungle Boy anymore,
0: right? Just right hair. <laughs> like I'll scissors. Yeah,
1: yeah. Now something's got to change. I yeah, I would have preferred Christian say. I think the better heel movies is he says nothing. Right. He comes out. Everybody's like, what's Christian going to say next? And he's just like, fuck these guys. Yes. Go kill them. You know well, what I mean? Like-
0: you're, you're put in a bad spot for two reasons, in my opinion. One. Now you're kind of playing the hits. Just like I said, whose dad is dead. Let's get you out there. And two, I love Christian, but no one has eviscerated another talent on the microphone like MJF did to Brian Pillman Jr. in Cincinnati. Yeah, methany and all of the stuff like that was an all time. You're not
1: topping That was that. good. That was good.
0: So, so like, again, I understand you have an ego. I could probably do that too, but like, you can't, right? Someone should have, you know, maybe check Christian here and just be like, hey, man, <laughs> we already did all this stuff with MJF. Like, you don't need to try to top. But yeah,
1: that. especially just because like we haven't seen Brian Pillman on Dynamite in a while. So, like, it was like, oh, you're just like, because yeah. dad's dead.
0: Yeah. And then the other thing that I'm curious about is, as you mentioned, Christian said to Luchasaurus, hey, doesn't he look like Jungle Boy? And then Luchasaurus just does the, like... The Festus. Yeah, and goes after him. So, and I know it was teased, but then we didn't get the answer. I still want to know, so what,
1: why? Now, why does even the sight of Jungle Boy piss off Luchasaurus? Because I thought Christian was maybe manipulating luchasaurus into like hey look it's still better for you
0: to know, be with and me and
1: to be with me right. like you know this right like and then he's like uh you know what i mean like you're right you know, look jungle boy's gone what the fuck are you gonna do sit there and not collect pay like i got you exactly. man yeah I got you
0: but now it feels like luchasaurus also has a beef with jungle boy but that hasn't been explained
1: and can be easily enraged because someone suggested that that guy looked like him like suddenly yeah. he's he's not all with it anymore yeah suddenly I, he's fucking lenny from of mice and men exactly <laughs> yeah
0: that this is where we're Read a book did, motherfuckers
1: yeah hey look check this
0: out <laughs> kansas city public library shout out look at them doing a summer reading challenge read a book you brain dead idiots educate yourselves
1: hashtag it's read another, a book
0: yeah psa for your ass Stop just saying, I did my own research when you Googled something and only looked at the first page of Google, which is all ads. I want to preface,
1: I want to like make sure we like don't read a book right now. Finish this podcast, live stream, whatever, mm. then read a book. I don't care. Read a book, just yeah, have a Yeah, you song. can come back. You can come back and watch later. I have it on while you read. I don't care. True that. Put it on play listen. in the background. <laughs> Every device you, to you have, sign into abuse. multiple accounts yeah. and just, you know, occasionally just hit the heart there it is
0: no we were <laughs> really the thumbs up whatever it is yeah no but seriously read a book but also support us we like to hear from you hashtag tweet table we'll get into those in a little bit um but let's get back to dynamite so yeah Luch- luchasaurus defeats uh griff garrison puts him through a table
1: and we're done oh before we move on uh what were we done with that match yeah uh you mentioned tweet the tables and i forgot about tweet the okay. Tables. so let's go oh, to one man. of those all right, let's uh, see devil vamp says, this is how you make Wardlow entertaining hashtag a W dynamite hashtag tweet the table
0: that match. Well, yeah, that deserves a response. That match was, I thought the perfect definition of what makes a W so much fun, everything about it. Wardlow being dominant orange Cassidy with the comedy orange Cassidy with the athleticism Wardlow with the athleticism, the false finishes, the crowd into it, the chance, all of it like that. If you could, put what is AEW in twenty twenty two? In my opinion, you would present that match as one of the examples.
1: Yeah, that was great. Yeah, from start to finish, from the intros, well, minus the oh my cut god. Issue. Well, no, that is
0: AEW in twenty twenty two. Within the first second, they the producer takes the wrong <laughs> shot. How dumb, dumb! Like fire all he, of you went
1: to the Wardlow entrance on the Orange Cassidy entrance.
0: You know why? Because he doesn't probably know his numbers. He said, ready camera three, take camera five. And then the 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 you know the producer yeah. hits five and is like, what? Well, because oh, Wardlow's
1: entrance cuts to the back, and then he walks out from the back to the – I, yeah, I know. I, I kind of wonder if they were like – if the person was in the mind frame that like it's Wardlow entering first and then Orange Cassidy. And then Whatever it, it
0: was the 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 take of the camera was wrong, and because well, it what took AEW them a while does. to get back because then they had yeah. to go to
1: like two different cuts. Remember they like cut to something else, mm-hmm. and then they cut to Justin Roberts standing there looking like
0: because it's the wrong button. <laughs> you're either you either have a bad producer telling the uh, board op what the wrong numbers are, or it's the board op who can't read numbers and is touching the wrong uh, tabs. It's one of the two, but here's the thing: fire all of them because they're both. all really, really bad. I've, yeah, I've seen both.
1: them situations where it's like three, they hit four, and it was like I said three. It's like, oh back to three, not three, five. Like, the <laughs> yeah, fuck exactly. You said three. <laughs> yeah. So
0: again, no one needs to be hired in front of the camera in AEW. It all needs to be behind the camera. I've been saying this for like a year and a half now, and that's just exactly again another definition of what AEW is in 2022. A fun, fantastic match. Almost ruined from the jump because of a bad production value. Anyhow, uh, any more tweak tables before we get back into that? Uh, no,
1: the rest will fall in as we get awesome. there. There's still awesome. upcoming so then, things, but I wanted to get that before we moved on too. Far. Definitely, I like it.
0: So then let's get into create a character one <sighs> versus create a character two when Claudio takes on Jake Hager. Look. These are legitimately the characters you get. I guarantee you when we get the new AW video game by the end of this year, whenever that is, if you do create a character and they just give you a black silhouette, it's going to be Jake Hager. And then if you do it twice, then the other one's going to be Claudio because like that's all fun moves, neat athleticism, bland as paint drying personalities.
1: Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. We said this about the Cesaro, Claudio Castagnoli uh, character well, he, well before and, he came here.
0: And we, this is the thing also that I think is missing the mark is with John Moxley, he has that, I'm going to make you see your own blood in this type of match, right? And with Brian Danielson, he has the, I'm going to make you suffer just so that you know you're six levels below me inside of this ring right and those two things have that and then we're going to teach the rest of the roster how to be like this as they progress right but with claudio he just came in is like hey who wants to see the swing huh swing and it's like there's no qualities yet and i get it we've only seen them three times but so far this has been cesaro with a new name this has been no different personality trait like John Moxley and Brian Danielson in Blackpool Combat Club.
1: I, I feel like when he was Claudio only before coming in, and he was King's of Wrestling, had more personality than it's just than Cesaro it, it or just this like, version. Yeah,
0: yeah, it it just feels to me like, hey guys, I'm gonna do my things. Aren't we happy? And it's like, okay, but you're in Blackpool Combat Club. I almost would say it's a, you know, hey, he's trying to figure out who he is as he debuts in the company. Okay. But when you join a already established faction that has a vibe and a theme and a mission statement, and you're not doing that, man, you don't seem like you fit. What
1: does it though? Does, does what? Blackpool combat club have a defined theme and a,
0: I think so. But that's what I'm saying. A... Well, so again, what their stated mission is when they kind of came up with this is, Let's take the younger guys, Will or Yuta, and make them in our image, right? As we kind of go into the latter half of our career, let's take these young guys to make sure that our style of wrestling isn't going to be cosplay young bucks everywhere. Okay. And then on top of that, the subtle differences, more subtle from uh, Brian Danielson than I think John Moxley is the... Brian Danielson now, he's not just beating people. He's like rubbing it in your face. He's kicking your tooth out and then showing it to you, right? Like right. Daniel Bryan never did that. Even no. when he was the planet's champion, he was just going like, you guys are all jerks, but I'm just going to win matches. Now he's doing the, and then look, look, this is your ass. It's in your mouth. Isn't that weird? You know? And then with John Moxley, to me, he's nothing like Dean Ambrose. This is a psychotic, mentally ill. He has to work through violence to get into a right place of mind because he has a child at home kind of wrestler. And I like that. And he's also the, this is where people need to learn how to fucking wrestle. We fight here. We don't do this goddamn slap on the chest and jump up to the top rope shit. We punch each other in the mouth. And it's like, okay, that's what you guys want to teach the future. Awesome. And then you got Claudio who goes, nah, look at me. I'm Claudio, And it's like, yeah. Okay, man neat the fuck are you doing with them <laughs> like you know what I mean? I mean what are you you're doing uppercuts and swings and <laughs> neither of that says blackpool combat club yeah, to me
1: i it, it's weird because i'm waiting to see a claudio casanoa story and we haven't got it we didn't get a cesaro one for a long time at the end ever really and i don't know
0: and, and I'm look done. i'm glad they got it out of their system we the people all the fucking dorks wanted to chant it. So we chanted it and hopefully we're wiping our hands of it and we're moving on. And now I hope now we get to see what Claudio is. It felt like we did all the check Mark boxes of we want a technical match. Okay. We want a swing. Okay. Hey, remember Jake Hager? Yes. We'll do that one. Okay. And now let's you get know, into some more You originality. mentioned them
1: being a tag team. Like this is a thing where like, I would rather these guys be a tag team where like, you know, like Harper and Rowan were a tag team forever, and they never really, what they were known for was like putting on five star matches with with the Usos and New Day, every pay per view. But as far as like storylines, they were never really doing anything there either because neither of them were really at a place where their skills were all that great to you know what I mean for them to be doing mm-hmm. that outside of maybe Brody Lee could have been doing some things yep. there, but like. Uh, you, you put them at where somebody else is the talking guy and they're mo- mainly involved in their storylines but they're out there putting on those five star matches that we kind of care about by proxy due to the overarching storyline of of their person and maybe that was the idea with blackpool combat club but i don't know it's it's not hitting here right like have a, put them back together as a tag team and just have them be somebody's muscle right a la a jericho appreciation society kind of stick right like mjf's muscle when he returns or something. And they just wrestle people to keep but who, him off who his Who are you saying they? Who, who? Cesaro no, and fucking uh uh Hager, right? Like you take these two guys who can't oh, speak. Oh, those two. I'm not going to care about him, but like if you put them together and oh. start having them
0: put on yeah. clinics with people, look, then way better. Look, Hager is a lost cause. That guy again, no one yeah. cares about him. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, he doesn't care about him. I don't know, but apparently um,
1: they got to they got to use him up because they probably paid him a pretty penny.
0: Yeah. I think what they're doing is just keeping them on TV to make them a little bit more relevant. To where when he goes back to Bellator, it wasn't like, oh yeah, you're still in AW. It's like, yeah, we Bills saw him still two weeks Oh yeah, they're still killing it. I mean, not killing it like you know, but yeah, they're still. They're doing richer good. than we
1: are. Yeah,
0: way richer. Uh, yes, yeah. they're they're doing okay. Scott Coker over there is making a pretty penny. So
1: oh, so you can uh, they're owned by the show. Showtime, huh? So they can sponsor the show. No, they, they won't. They won't. You want to ask? sure let's ask. um okay here we go so we're watching right after, now you yeah you know
0: uh and then after uh created character 1 t- took on creative character 2 and number 1 1 we moved on to the women cuz we got to cram the women in before the main event. it uh, uh,
1: uh, uh, uh.
0: got to cram the women in before the main of it uh, 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 uh. i'm going to make a song of this cuz i said this again on our Twitter page at table show God, taxes, and you gotta put the women right before the main event. We got Anna J versus Serena Deeb. Gotta tweet,
1: table who, got a tweet okay, the table about it. Gotta tweet table about it. All right. At Brian, well, it's at B underscore Sheck, and it's Brian J. Bay Bay says, Serena Deeb and Anna J's match was so flat, even Aubrey didn't get excited hashtag tweet the table. And, um, yeah, it, it didn't really, didn't really seem to go over. So, so hot. It was, well, I love it's... Serena Deeb, but I mean, this one just kind of, there was, it was dead.
0: Well, but we knew exactly what was going to happen. Serena Deeb is taking on Mercedes Martinez at the next ring of honor. Pay-per-view. Anna Jay does have, doesn't have any type of story. So what do you think is going to happen yeah. again? We like moves. They're fine. They're serviceable. But what we watch are the stories. And if you give me paint by numbers, women's wrestling match, I'm not going to be into it. Same with men, too. But I'm just saying in this example, it was the women. And so, like, what did you expect? It was exactly what it was. Yeah. And I get it. Sometimes we do need to get from point A to point C. You got to go through point B. Right. And so like there is a certain aspect of we got to do it to get the story to make sense. But this was just filler, 100 percent filler. And that's what we got. Now, we did have a little bit of fallout. And this was, I think, a tad bit interesting. So post match Serena deep wins. Uh, She holds on to this lock too long. Mercedes comes out, chases off Serena. There we go. But. We go backstage, Anna Jay's nursing her hurt knee or whatever it is, and then Tay Conti walks out and is like, I'm paraphrasing here, but uh, you suck. You need to think about what you're doing with your career, because guess who doesn't suck? Me. my. And now is Tay Jay gone, right? Are we getting a feud here, or what do you think happens there? Well, I think
1: so, right? Because we're trying to sink in this Tay Conti is a heel, right? So, Or or
0: dark order is forever unless you're Anna J and you see the grass is greener on the other side with Jericho Appreciation Society and there's my best friend what the fuck are you guys doing i'm out of here dark order dark order i mean right what what would you do so would you say Tay Conti and Anna J reunite but now they're heels yeah. or would you make a feud
1: I mean, yes, if you're going to use them as, but I don't think you don't have like a female tag division. They're struggling to make good stories out of their females already, unless you think make it primarily a tag division or something. Cause that you're going to have better time telling stories there. But I don't know, because like, it would just, what are they going to do? It's They're going to two man, two woman power trip on people or something. Maybe like, maybe, you know, I don't know what else, what storyline are we going to do with two heel ladies here? You know? Well, so I think what we could possibly do here
0: though, and I agree, there is no women's tag team division, but now we're starting to sign enough women to where we need to get our money's worth out of all of these women contracts. And so you do TJ versus, uh, Athena and Chris Statlander. Then you do TJ versus Mercedes Martinez and Sasha uh, bangs. Oh, gee, but I can't come on, man. I almost ended this call saying that, man, she not
1: God bless Whatever man. name she's going under there. I don't
0: care. Hopefully it's extra in Star Wars movie. I don't get out of here. Let's get back to AEW. Um, also, before we get to the main event, some um, backstage promos took place, one of which was Thunderstorm. <laughs> and Thunderstorm is just so happy. Side note, though, before we get into the promo, it was it was shown. And if you watched A.W. Dark, which I thought was interesting, Thunder Rosa went over to Japan and lost a non-title match, Mm -hmm. which now means that lady comes over to America, fights for the A.W. Women's Championship. That I thought was interesting.
1: Yeah. But
0: then what I thought was weird is that Thunder Rosa is just like, man, thunderstorm.
1: Yeah. Again, again, we have. Yeah. Here's our here's our champ. Right um and thunderstorm was a great tag. if you had a women's tag team division they looked like a tag team their names fit perfectly for it great right. love it but this is your world champion right like and, the, yes. and a person she just beat for that title too like it just right am i remembering this yes. correctly and so yeah last pay-per-view it just didn't make a lot of sense but then it gets interrupted by by the great dr
0: Britt baker mm-hmm. dmd yeah and they proceed to just cut down thunderstorms shit all and a little bit of insider baseball if you know you know kind of topic where you know how you beat a thunderstorm with sandbags mm-hmm. as it's been reported online thunder rosa kind of sandbags yeah if she doesn't want to do what you want to do
1: well i love that she gave it to tony and she's like here you try carrying her for 20 minutes (laughs) it's like oh yeah and the look look at the camera that she gave after that like fuck (laughs) you know what's up like yeah she
0: was like you know why i'm doing like and so thunder rosa honestly I don't know. Maybe that just kind of killed storm. it
1: right there, didn't it? Like, well, that kinda just kind of killed the Tony Storm. Yeah, like, or the uh, Thunder Rosa. Like, that felt like, well, there's no coming back from this.
0: I, I'm, yeah, take a look at the whole segment in its entirety. We start off with, hey, Thunder Rosa is our champ, but she lost in Japan to someone who's not on the roster. Strike one, strike two. She's our women's champion, but she's just going to tag with Tony Storm because they're friends. And then strike three, Britt Baker comes in and just says, you suck. I'm the woman around here. You do nothing. You sandbag. I'm going to cut you down and do a little shoot promo on you. Even and, Jamie
1: Hayter got some shit talking in on her.
0: And Thunder Rosa said absolutely nothing. nothing. She just goes nothing. like, I would try. you like, man, look, mm. I like Thunder Rosa. As you can see on yeah. my water bottle, Thunder Rosa, I think is really cool. I might have to put an RIP in front of this because that almost killed her. Yeah. That's like, honestly, that's as close to the rock doing the Billy prayer after Billy won King of the ring and just murdering that this push.
1: murdering Yeah.
0: <laughs> as you can get, like, I can't take Thunder Rosa seriously right now. She's going to have to do something right. She's going to have to like thumbtack the whole division or something, but yeah. like,
1: she's done yeah you're done did we already get there was a house of black promo also
0: yeah so house of black uh that's i was gonna get into that too yeah so house of black um which man uh buddy matthews looked really weird cutting this promo uh um
1: because it wasn't him (laughs) well so at devil vamp on twitter says what happened to murphy in house of black uh (laughs) hashtag tweet the table well i mean do we really want him in house of black i don't think he fits at least I, with the Julia Hart, like, she's, you know what I mean? Like, at least we got that story arc of, like, they, you know what I mean? Spit in her face mm-hmm. and made her go crazy.
0: Yeah. But here. I, look, I don't think that you need tattoos to be in the House of Black, right? So I don't think you need to look like yeah, a tattoo sure. artist to be in there.
1: But, but his whole look still doesn't fit it. Like, it doesn't look dark and Yeah, he's just evil. wearing black pants. It's <laughs> like yeah, Billy Kidman put in more effort when he joined the flock. <laughs> like,
0: oh
1: good call man you know what i mean like at least he made it look like he hadn't bathed in a week
0: yeah like, good how are you still
1: tan dude yeah. you can't go here you, you go to the tanning booth in the house of black yeah. don't make any fucking sense i like that
0: that's a great call <laughs> um fuck yeah so they call it darby allen i think on friday we're gonna get um brody king versus darby i think i think that's yeah what darby it is. he was
1: like don't fucking like, don't put your hand out to me, like, bitch boy. Like, I've been fucking murdering people since yeah. before you were, you know what I mean? Even a fucking thing. Yeah, like, I mean, I like that. I like that Brody King being like, bitch, I'm sorry. You think you're of, of position to congratulate me? Like, I'm going to fucking eat you now. Like, I like that, that kind of visceral attitude from him. I like that. But, you know, if we keep going with Darby and
0: Sting versus House of Black the godfather of all this goth shit, Sting, what's he going to do? right? Oh, probably is he going to go off back in the rafters? Yeah. Is, well, What I mean is, is he going to go back into being the reclusive? Oh, man. You guys have hurt my feelings. I'm in Sting rafters.
1: could lead the dark order.
0: We've talked about this before. I still think it's a great idea. Something that soap operas take advantage of that wrestling doesn't is use senior like members to further something right have a hierarchy of sting doesn't have to be on every week but when decisions need to be made for a faction they go to a council they go to a a leader someone like that the nwo you could legitimately still do if you used unfortunately now just kevin nash and and sean waltman as the hey the nwo it, you know again we couldn't call them in uh WNW, but
1: whatever it is, the band,
0: the band, the click, right. <laughs> and go to them and say like, Hey, in 98, you also had this issue with a member who's getting a little squirrely. What do we do? And then they say, we're kicking them out. And then boom. Right. And then once they go, then you can have Adam Cole be the next fucking guy as the right. senior leader or whatever. Like, but we don't do that. Cause it's just anyhow. So yeah. Stingley. Well, we've talked about Johnson. how like,
1: it would be weird and and i i get like why you know we had suggestions for hangman to lead the dark order and that doesn't you know like yes could be great but people are like it's Brody lee he died you kind of can't do that right but like a guy like sting like absolutely could and can and if Brody lee were alive today would be like absolutely if he could take the guys that i was working with and elevate them to a level that Mm -hmm. sting could that i couldn't absolutely he would have loved that so like a guy like sting leading the dark order could be an amazing thing
0: and one other note that i'll say is you know outside of even soap operas look at real gangs like legitimately bloods crips uh you know trent, trent coat mafia things like that there are senior leaders who are no Here's, longer running the corners but they go to to fucking make I decisions got how this on works. Bigger items
1: i got how this works all right so this could fit with numerous heels but my the first thing that comes to mind is like kenny omega's back he's got his band back together the young bucks and all his little stupid cronies and they're all running shop and they start making fun of sting for some reason because he's old and he's Sting, right and he's looking he's wearing a shirt and stuff like that right like oh did i throw that in sorry um you know you know just it's making 63. fun of, <laughs> just making fun of sting right to where things like whatever, and they're like, oh, you spooky sting, right? They're all making fun of that. Like, what are you going to do? Boo, right? Like, like, what are you, a ghost? And then he's like, these people must have forgot who I am. And But the only people who are still giving him credence, because, like, it rubs off, right? Like, everybody's kind of like, yeah, sting, you're old. What do you give a shit? The only people who are still treating him like the veteran he deserves to be, the one with any sort of respect, is them fellas from the lovable dork order, right? And he's like, I think I can help us both out, guys. Right. Like, I mean, I like
0: that. Right. I like that. So that leads us into the next promo. So backstage really quick Hangman looking super pale. Yeah. And I think maybe drunk. Yeah. Like, I think, I mean, not like legitimately. Right. I think he was trying mm-hmm. to be drunk starts a promo with Tony Schiavone, but then uh, Reynolds and silver come in and like, we're tagging next week. And he's just like, okay. All right, fine. And here's my only kind of, Now, if it leads to something and this was the start of it, awesome. However, watching this as a standalone, it made me a little sad because it wasn't but six weeks ago that he was the number one guy in the promotion. He was your champion. He was on the posters. He was doing the interviews. He was doing the meet and greets. And now he doesn't even get a full paragraph out. I mean, and he's with the Dark Order.
1: It it kind of fits where Hangman had, If if this is that route we're going, where Hangman's self esteem issues always lurk in the background, where he stumbles one little misstep, and man, he just he just falls right. Like he. If, just if that's falls. the
0: story we're telling, awesome. But if this just leads to Hangman and the Dark Order get a six man tag win next week. Man, I don't have a lot of confidence in what we're doing with our cowboy unless
1: we get dark cowboy the the hangman leads the dark yeah. order
0: oh. yeah. or or we get a heel hangman and he turns his back on the dark order
1: yep and or then both says, he's a heel he's a heel dark cowboy leading the heel dark order
0: i mean I like that but then they'd have to get some fuck like the only yeah, one I feel like it would
1: be him manipulating, right? Like him, but like kind of using the only them. one
0: he could really use is 10, right? John yeah. Silver ain't beating anyone. Alex True. Reynolds looks like a fucking, oh, but all they got to do Cargill-ish. is
1: evil. Dirty work behind Just Bring a chainsaw. You
0: know, I mean, obviously chainsaws work. Um, and then the other promo I want to talk about that was backstage was Jade Cargill. and oh, the baddies. There's
1: another one too, that we got to talk about, but this one was good too.
0: Yes. And Stokely Hathaway. Mm-hmm uh loves the baddies just like Wu-Tang loves the children but apparently Kira Hogan and Jade Cargill do not like, Still this, don't new like this
1: yeah this is interesting I so they've done a good left turn with the Jade Cargill thing where she was just beating everybody because it was kind of like she's the second mid-tier champion like this has got to come to a head but now we're biding time with this internal struggle amongst the baddies, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, maybe she just eventually casts them all aside. Like, fuck you, I don't need none of this, right? Like, mm-hmm. and maybe that's where we emerge out of this. But it's good because it is biding time, right? Because there is this elephant in the room of she's undefeated, right? She's beating everybody nearly. Like, some people get in a punch or two, and but then they get put down, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. rarely a full match. And so why is she the secondary champion? why is she not taking on thunder Rosa right now who we already mm-hmm. think is weakened. So yes, I like this. Stokely Hathaway is so just so, just so shit eating grin, just cheesy. Oh, he's, that you just he's hate the best. him. Like it's fun. Yeah. He's good. So here's,
0: here's the question I'll, I'll pose to you. Do we do a complete reset of Jade Cargill throughout this thing? And by the end of whatever story we're telling it's Jade Cargill and her right-hand man, Smart Mark Sterling. And he comes in, and he's like, all this shit is stupid. Uh, no, 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 no. You know what got her to the top? This guy right here. And Jade goes, yeah. With and then you can have Stokely Hathaway Like, he's got this Mark- evil
1: baddies, right? Literally the baddies. And he even gets Kara Hogan to side with him, and then they're yep. all up against Jade. And then, yeah, yeah. Smart then her Mark old Sterling counsel like, whoa, comes whoa, around, whoa. he's like, listen, like, when I said... Like, I'll care for you for life. I didn't mean that just as a contractual agreement, right? Like, yeah, let's do this again, let's ride again, right? And then
0: you can turn Jade Cargill babyface through exactly,
1: this, exactly. Exactly. And the
0: the money is in promos between Stokely Hathaway and smart Mark Sterling, God, which can be fun so or great. it can be
1: awesome. Like, oh, they're gonna be serious, it can be fun or it could be awesome, <laughs>
0: yeah, you know what I mean? Like, oh i like that i'm idea. so down That's for a, that
1: idea yeah yeah the the um, other promo yes was three members of the jericho appreciation society backstage we had the 2.0 guys and mm-hmm. we had daniel garcia and mm-hmm. first of all the 2.0 guys are great right like they're doing the ha, 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 what, what guy What you what you guy what, like the matt menard we didn't talk about this last week but his promo that was oh, yeah. released on thing like mm-hmm. amazing promo albeit you know like it wasn't leading to anything so it'll it'll never reach those like where does it fall and yeah i mean it was a vignette more than it was a promo but like amazing so i'm tuned in whenever i see this guy right and their backstage oh, yeah. segment and i love how they're like it was shivani right uh and, and they're all up in his face and he gives him the switchblade and he's like hey, and he's like relax it's a comb <laughs> right like he's got the comb but the daniel garcia promo against wheeler yuda was amazing, right? Where he's like, he's like, I get why you're going to put me in a shark cage. Like, I'm violent. I'm liable to strike at any moment. Whatever he says, right? And he's like, mm. he's like, basically everything you've been trying to be, Wheeler Yuta, for, for the last several weeks, right? Like, you've been doing a Daniel Garcia cosplay for, <laughs> for this long. Loved it, dude. Like, he just looked like, I came away with that, like, oh, shit, Wheeler Yuta's in trouble. This guy's yeah. sinister.
0: Because he better call all the, you know, dirty tricks that john moxley and brian danielson and he said he was like
1: he's like you're not you're not tricking anybody yeah i'm gonna murder you
0: Mm. i'm interested in that match the ring of honor pay-per-view i I am definitely going to be getting and that is one of the matches that i want to see obviously the other one being ftr and the briscoes but this is a very interesting match we kind of spoke about one of the reasons i don't necessarily love it because again you're AEW guys but then you're fighting the ring of honor so who's the ring of honor talent uh, is it the, just the Briscoes and everyone else is AEW just hang coming over hanging out? Like still a lot of confusion on that, but we'll find out when the paper But, Man, this
1: right. Daniel Garcia promo was great. I was like Very Ooh. good. Made very, me, very Amy Pay Attention was like, Okay, now I've gotta watch the Daniel Garcia versus Wheeler Uta match. When before I might have been like, Oh It'll Wheeler happen. Uta versus Daniel Garcia. Right. right.
0: Yeah. Uh, All right. Now let's get into uh, the triple threat for the AW world tag team championships. It is team Taz consisting of Ricky Starks, powerhouse Hobbs swerve in our glory consisting of swerve Strickland and Keith Lee and the young bucks featuring young buck one and young buck two. This, this was where the money was at, right? The first match was great. And like I said, you want to put a, you know, Match in a capsule to show what AEW was in 2022. I think you put the first match in there. But you put in just some highlights and some fun for anyone that wants to tune into some wrestling. You put in this three-way oh, tag man, team it so match. Good. And this had all of it, right? Yeah.
1: What would you think? Oh, I thought it was great. Timing was great on a lot of these things, right? There was a lot of spots that could have went wrong, but didn't. Like, these guys really put in some good some good work here. And I thought the surprise at the end of Sorbonne, our glory winning, because I didn't expect that right no because yeah. now that
0: makes now that makes the young bucks the first real transitional champion
1: yeah right like they had it for a, a month yeah a of week? any of anything right i mean yeah at least someone else of, has gotten at of least any the, title right like they've yeah
0: they're the first transitional champions at least that we can yeah. think of and again we don't fact check here well we did I get a tweet
1: the table about this right? one it was yep. from katie first lady and she says that was a fun ass main event hashtag tweet the table and yeah that thing was fun Oh, I thought the main event,
0: or excuse me, not the main event, but the MVP of this entire match was Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks at every moment knew that the camera was maybe going to be on him and he took advantage of it at every spot. So the first time I started noticing it is when he wasn't even in the match at first. It was Swerve Strickland and Young Buck 2 doing all their shit, right, where they're matching their flips and they're staring off. And Ricky Starks is at – all times just shitting on it just like yeah. oh, okay cool yeah look at these guys and everyone's clapping he's like oh, clap for that because like he thinks he obviously could do it yeah and screw these guys mm-hmm. and then towards the end when uh he gets that false finish when he gets the two and he's starting to cry mm-hmm. as if like i've accomplished my goal yeah <laughs> just for it to be taken away from him thought he was amazing yeah, he was great Again,
1: through the, the whole thing
0: He fits in no part to Team Taz, but Ricky Starks as Ricky Starks is awesome. Powerhouse Hobbs also, credit to him, the spine busters oh. from hell on every motherfucker in the you
1: match. You could see Keith Lee at one point started being like, Hey, hey ho! <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he was putting <laughs> John, his hands were... up, like, Whoa, whoa, <laughs> like, yeah, let's take it right slow. right on here. my let's ribs, motherfuckers, right on yeah. my ribs.
0: <laughs> yeah, he was awesome. The Young Bucks did all their stuff, and I'm not saying it was bad. I'm just oh, saying they had they did the good the Young things Bucks too. Like Young
1: Buck won when he thought he had the match, won, like, I mean, his facial expressions, which they have always been good at, right? Like, yeah, they're good at selling. They're good at, at, you know, telling, you know what I mean? Like the, they, they're they good at the the facial telling of, of the spot they're trying to hit and all that kind of thing. We think their storytelling's a little all over the place, but like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like they sell when they're supposed to. They've got the right looks, the right facial expressions. They, they get the point across very well.
0: I even think at one point uh, Keith Lee took the shoe off of one of them and then like threw it down on the ground. Like I yeah. thought that was fun. Yeah. And then like you said – well, so before we get to the finish though, there was one moment where Swerve Strickland had the belt with the referee down uh, what or out was and that. He so like, to
1: me, that was a little odd because like what you wouldn't do that in the match, right? Like but you don't stain anything. You don't, but you don't gain anything. This isn't like a Royal Rumble. This isn't But you know what I mean
0: I like it. I like it for this reason. It plants the seeds of hey. Cause at the time they don't think they're gonna win, right? So Swerve Strickland can be like, we're not gonna win. This guy is just a waste of talent. I don't need him here, so I'm gonna fucking hit him. And then he goes, "No, we still have a chance." So I'll throw the belt. So now we know now that they're the new champs and all the fun stuff. Swerve Strickland's not a hundred percent in. Yeah. So to me,
1: before seeing that they, you know, that they won, which we know, um, I thought they weren't gonna win because I I thought we were like, "Ah, Young Bucks win this, right? It's too soon Mm -hmm. for the title." But I thought that would be where they go, be like keith lee could have been like we could have won if you didn't waste time thinking you were gonna hit me like you could have hit them and we would have won he was like i wasn't gonna hit you and he's like bullshit look at the video you know what i mean like i'm not stupid like that's that's where i thought we were going well
0: and i think that's where we instantly should go now it feels a little bit like towards the tail end of hangman kenny omega where it's like they're friends but they're kind of not kind of thing but I think you go right into next week, have a, or in two weeks. Cause again, uh, fighter fest week two is next week. So the week after that you do a championship celebration, Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland are out here to say thank you to all the people that have supported them, except for Keith Lee doesn't think that this guy, and he points to Swerve Strickland supports him. And then he calls to the footage and says, what's this? And Swerve Strickland like we won, we won. Hey, We won. It's
1: fine. Yeah, Keith I Lee's won. Like, like, I I pinned him. I won the fight. Yeah. Like, yeah. But Keith
0: Lee just keeps doing this, you know what? And I think the payoff, whenever you want to do it, is Keith Lee turns on Swerve Strickland, and he's like, yeah. no. You never had my back, and I was going to stab you in the back before you stabbed me in the back, and I'm out of here.
1: And yeah. that's where it Oh, really it's going. not even the East gives up. him the see ya one time, just out of nowhere, and we're like, oh, shit. So here's the question I have for you
0: on the second half of this match, though, or on the other side of the coin, Team Taz, Powerhouse Hobbs, Ricky Starks, they keep just losing, losing, losing. Man. What do we do with them?
1: Yeah, I almost again like I, we've got enough tag teams at this moment. Like I think we've discussed where like we, like if they're if we're not gonna give them a run, these guys feel like it's it's time for them to start shining on their own. Then yeah.
0: isn't it? I think so. And a uh, quick side note before we get into what I think with uh, Team Taz, what they should do. Uh, we may not have all the tag teams. If you're seeing some of the Twitter conversation around uh, the LAX team there, yeah. Old Santana and yeah. Ortiz. Yeah. Apparently that's not going like old well. Santana might be uh, on his way out, which would suck because they yeah. never got to be champs.
1: Yeah, Yeah, it sounds like those two are at odds from what they say.
0: Which, again, I think maybe they've probably been in the past, so let's hope they can work it out. That's my hope, but we'll see. Uh, Team Tassel, I think this is where, as much as it's been fun to say, I think there is a true sentiment of pro wrestling fans like when big meaty men slap meat, right? I know that's the fun phrase, but I think we like when two biggest fucking guys in the room fight each other, right? So I think we need to start that now. On this side of the AEW universe, you have Wardlow and he's just going through people, going through people, going through people. And then you start on elevation, or Dark, and it's Powerhouse Hobbs and doop 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 and he's taking out people to the point where Wardlow starts to like have them cross, have them do that WWE does from time to time, a cool thing where they'll have talents. One will be walking up the ramp. The other one will be walking down and they'll just cross and look and then continue, right? Something like that. Powerhouse Hobbs, Ricky Starks, cut a promo. The next match is Wardlow, Powerhouse Hobbs with Ricky Starks because you don't want it to be just a fist fight right there. Just have this glare at each other and go. And then Powerhouse Hobbs, you put them up those rankings, up those rankings. And then, you have Taz be the mouthpiece for Powerhouse Hobbs, and it's like Wardlow, you're not as big and as bad as you think. I got a powerhouse here who says otherwise. And then at whatever the pay per view is, you do Powerhouse Hobbs, Wardlow, TNT Championship. Dude, I'm
1: all in on the Powerhouse Hobbs train. That guy, every time I see him, I'm I like, fuck this. yes, like he's yeah. great. He's yeah, he's he's doing great right now. And yes, I think that's a great. I can't think of anything better. I think that's where that should go.
0: And Ricky Starks, honestly, you know what I would do with Ricky Starks? You had mentioned earlier, and I didn't see this, so I'm, I'm glad that I'm informed on this. But if we're going to say, hey, it's time for Hook to, to get into that top-tier, mid-tier type of talent where he's beaten not just the QT Marshals of the world, have Ricky Starks be jealous of Hook and have Ricky Starks say, Tess sees me as his son, mm. not you. And then you do Hook and Ricky Starks with Taz going like, what the fuck is happening here? And you have fun with whatever That's how you get Powerhouse
1: like, hey, I'm out of here, man. Exactly.
0: I'm I'm doing this. And they've done that before, right? Sammy Guevara did the like, I'm out of here. Now, again, he came back later. But like, he did the I'm out of here and we bought it. Yeah, have Powerhouse Hubs go like, no, 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 bye-bye. I'm out of here. Going after Wardlow. Taz, hit me up when you're free to talk about that. But I'm not in this. And then you have Taz just holding these two back and hook is like, you think my father
1: is your
0: father? Like make it about Taz. Yeah. That's where I think it's the fun, right? Yes. And then see what happens. Love it.
1: Man. Oh, I would love yeah. that. Yes. That's a great yes. idea.
0: Well, Hey man, that was our AEW dynamite episode. Yes. And so now I thought, uh, let's do what I kind of always do here every week. Yeah. And I'll give you, So we've had three years of AEW Dynamite. Yeah. So this week's list I wanted to give to you was the best matches, in my opinion, in the first three years of Mm. AEW Dynamite. So you ready for this? Yes. No particular order, by the way. I'm just giving it to you, stream of consciousness. I mean, I wrote it down, but I didn't rank it. I just wanted to put it out there. You tell me what yours is using hashtag tweet table. Uh, If I missed any, if I got them all right, let me know. Uh, you can also at table show or table show at gmail.com and give us your list. We'd love to hear it as we typically do. So here you go. First one is this one is a little bit more of a sentimental one because I was there, right? It it, it hits a little bit more closer to home because I actually saw it in person, but I'm going first with Kenny Omega versus Pac, the 30 minute mm-hmm. Ironman match Kenny Omega ends up getting the victory. Thought this was great. Both guys, tore the roof off the place uh it was a great way to say hey we're new to your area but this is what we provide because again that was the first show in kansas city and i thought it did spectacular so there you go first what do you think about that match you
1: like that one i honestly forgot about that match well <laughs> jesus christ oh my goodness i'm All not right, the biggest like listen keep... i with with pock i know you're like really into the Pac. love Pac, but i'm just he's not, a bastard I'm just not i'm like yeah every time I assume, i'm like yeah fine now i get it he's an angry guy Right, and he does that fine. And yes, I mean, like he looks like five million dollars in the ring. He's yep. got thirteen pack abs, and you know what I mean, like right. And that's, he's angry. And he's angry. And aren't
0: you angry? Angry abs. Yeah,
1: angry yeah. abs. Huh? There yeah, he angry is. abs. Fuck. Yeah, I uh, mean, I just also- I, I don't hate, but I'm also like I don't roll my eyes at it, but I'm just kind of like, oh yeah. I almost it's one of those things where it's kind of like that bar. He said it so high that every time I'm like, yeah, of course, he had a great match. It's fucking Pac. It's what he does. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I understand that. Um, Side note also, forgot to mention, uh, on AEW Dark, that same episode that Thunder Rosa lost her non-title match, uh, Pac defended his championship for the first time, the Atlantic Championship, uh, for Rev Pro,
1: or at Rev Pro, the Rev Pro show, and defended it. So I thought that was pretty cool. I also am not keen on the name i feel like we gotta at least have five letters for a name Nah, i like i feel it. like we gotta like i'm gonna i'm gonna set a bare minimum of five letters for a name okay, easy, edge buddy. you gotta step it up too buddy like <laughs> edge i'm gonna grandfather edge in all right here we go let's keep it going taz will from- get grandfathered in as well yes good
0: uh all right um from double or nothing i've got i think the first signature match from AEW, cody rhodes taking on his brother dustin rhodes
1: man okay all right
0: what do you think of that one you like that one D- no <laughs> you did like that match no brother i mean i'm sure the match brother. is fine
1: but i i it's not my top three favorites of of
0: no i'm doing i'm doing 10
1: oh you're doing 10 okay
0: yeah i'm doing 10 yeah yeah but yeah this isn't yeah again
1: come up with three well yeah then it's probably in there somewhere yeah, yeah no yeah. I mean, it's fine and the story was good and it was new and and like That whole like brother, brother thing that we didn't get, brother, brother, uh, brother, brother, (laughs) brother, brother, uh, that we didn't get on the WWE side of things when this was still kind of some of that. That -hmm. was some of the initial feel of AEW as a whole entity and a company and an experience was finally this like, you don't need that over there. So that was part of this. And I agree that it felt big.
0: All right, here we go. We're going to keep it going. Young Bucks from Revolution. I've got the Young Bucks, which feels weird to say, but the Young Bucks versus Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page. Mm, Okay. The kick out at one from Kenny Omega after he gets the BTE trigger, I thought was one of the coolest moments in AEW history because he was so fucking mad that that move that he's done with them millions of times that they would have the fucking audacity to do it to him. I just like that got me. I mean, I still get chills now thinking about it. He's just like, you fucking assholes. Mm -hmm. I thought we were on the up and up with this. But we were friends. Yeah, like you're going to pull this bullshit. Like thought that was great. And then obviously post-match, you get Hangman kind of looking at him sideways. Like, I fucking fuck shot. Can you make it? Nah, I'll let him go. Right. There we go. Um, All right, here we go. We're going to keep it going. Uh, Next up I have is I think this is the best street fight of all time. Singles, tag, triple threat, whatever you want. I think this is the best. I think it's one of the greatest matches of all time. I've got Santana and Ortiz taking on the best friends in a street fight.
1: That was so good. And Sue's mom, or or Trent's mom, mom, Sue. Yeah, Yeah. Sue
0: is, yeah, Sue's mom. Sue finishes it with the middle finger. Yeah. You have Orange Cassidy coming out from the trunk of a car. Every spot was clean and great. The action was hard hitting the rivalry going into it was even fun where Santana and Ortiz vandalize Sue's van. That's where she comes in at the end. I Thought think a hallmark
1: awesome. of AW is giving you those moments that will fit well forever in those like video recaps, right? Like yep. that, they sum up the story there with, with Trent's mom picking them up in the van, right? Like, and taking them away. And she's like, yeah, Fuck you too, right? Like, because that was all based around that, right? Like, then they beat up the van, they threatened yep. her. Like, it was, oh, it was great. It was the best.
0: All right. So, then uh, as we keep it going here again on the list that I do each and every week, this is again AEW's best matches in the first three years of their promotions uh, existence. We've got from St. Patrick's Day Slam, the Dynamite episode, uh, Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa, yeah. in the lights
1: out. Lights match. out. Match. I mean, this
0: is what put both of them on the map in a w thunder rosa has been doing.
1: riding that wave since then
0: yeah she's been doing awesome so is Britt baker you know you have some iconic i got it behind uh the green screen here but i got some Britt baker stuff obviously look at the the blood red dmd like she's still riding that as well uh again awesome i think we've talked about that at nauseam which is as it should be but we don't need to say much more after that uh then i got a surprise for you here I've got a match that you're probably going to forget, but I flipping love it, and I think it's his best match in AEW. I've got Brian Danielson taking on Eddie Kingston. If you recall the Eddie Kingston Brian Danielson match, thought it was awesome. the The contrast in styles, the mat based. I'm going to tie in a pretzel, and yeah. Eddie Kingston, I'm going to punch you in the mouth. Obviously, what led after this. Was Eddie Kingston getting into the face of CM Punk when CM Punk's trying to cut the promo. But before that, I thought the match was spectacular. You get the triangle choke with Eddie Kingston flipping him off. It was like, you got me, but I'm still yeah, that letting was you a know great spot. Yeah. You're number one as I go unconscious. Yeah. I love that match. I think it's Eddie yeah. Kingston's best match in, in in the promotions history for him. All right. Then I've got this is what I think you're gonna put in maybe your top five, top three, something like that. Uh, from Revolution, the dog collar match, MJF versus CM Punk. Mm. I mean, yeah. I put out a TikTok about my top three. This is in my top three. One of the reasons I said is a match is made better with the build going to it. And I don't know if you got a better build in AEW history. Maybe Kenny Omega, uh, uh, Hangman Adam Page, but this story was right there yeah. worth. Better. Oh yeah, absolutely. And this was hard hitting. The other thing I liked about it is it had the brutality of all the classic Pat Patterson Sergeant Slaughter matches, but it had the modern day pace where we're not just sitting there fucking bleeding from the head, staring at a camera guy to take the pictures. Like we're still doing shit,
1: right? Yeah. Well, and just the the great thing that MJF does, and CM Punk even attempts to do this, He'll, he's a little more hit you over the head with it, but the historical references in the storytelling. Right, like, and the and the use of that Mm -hmm. to further the character and MJF, Mm -hmm. I think, is is an all time great at that already, and CM Punk has used that throughout his career. He's really leaning on the Bret Hart stuff as of late before he got injured. But I mean, he even used that in WWE where he would use a lot of callbacks, um, a lot of pre footage and things like that. And it takes a student of the game to do that. But like this match was it was a big culmination of a lot of that
0: and also it ends with the baby face turn of wardlow with the diamond ring handed to cm punk so yeah the whole thing i thought was just spectacular loved all of it uh next up i have for you from winter is coming the win for hangman adam page over brian danielson Mm -hmm. thought that was awesome yeah right i mean again yeah. we could go into like the spot and the spot in the spot but it was a one flipping painful agonizing brutally awesome spectacular easy for you to bullshit. say yeah, yeah <laughs> it was just i mean it was just crazy yeah. right i loved it um then i'm gonna go into another match that you probably won't remember but i loved it was a star making turn for our guy willer yuda as he took on John Mox. Oh,
1: this is the bleeding from the face match, yep. right? Yeah.
0: Yep. Love that match. I mean, this is the... Ah! And he's looking like fucking John claude Van Damme from Bloodsport. Ah! They make t-shirts about the shit. Fucking love that match. And then my last match that I have for you, Tim, uh, is probably their most creative match that they've ever done in AEW. Uh, I have a poster of it in my basement. It's the first ever stadium
1: stampede. Yeah, match. so great. I mean, everything. I probably watched that thing five times. I think it was the most. I still to this day think it's the most entertaining pro yep. wrestling match I've ever seen.
0: It's it's up there, definitely. Because I might watch
1: it tonight. God damn it!
0: because well, <laughs> it has everything for me. Right? You want seriousness? You you got the hard hitting moves. You want like character building? Hangman comes in on a fucking horse because he doesn't go in with the elite because he doesn't necessarily trust them. You want comedy. You got Santana and Ortiz fucking walking in backwards into a kiddie pool because they're afraid to swim. You want more comedy. You got Matt Hardy doing his three phases of Matt Hardy. Every time they dunk him. you want big spots. You got You know, the one winged angel off of the fucking goalpost. I think it was like all the shit you could ask for. You got in this match. And that's why it's in my top. Of all time for aw
1: well noticeably i think as you went through that list the one thing that comes to mind that i think is criminally left off your list is i know you don't like these folks it's the young bucks versus the lucha yeah. bros in the cage and i was considered that that. all out was that i all considered out, I it yeah. and
0: i rewatched it because to be honest with you what was on the fence was young bucks versus hangman and omega or young bucks versus lucha mm. bros and the reason why I picked Omega and Hangman versus Young Bucks, unlike the Lucha Bros versus Young Bucks, is the finish. The finish is still – it was great, right? The whole match was awesome. Yeah. When you do the fucking big move on everyone, but Penta jumps up and is he's fine, but the Young Bucks are supposed to be hurt. And again, that's splitting hairs. its If I'm doing 11 matches, yeah. that's in there, right? Might have but been like, one of the
1: best cage matches I've ever seen, though. Oh, so it's good.
0: amazing. But that little, like, that took me out of it for a quick second. That's the only reason I don't put it in there. But it's an amazing match. It's awesome.
1: Honorable mention.
0: Honorable mention. Outside looking Honorable in. That's what mention. that's what you got here on my list. Outside looking in. is. I like the list.
1: And everybody should join in with theirs. Hashtag tweet the table. Table show at gmail.com. You know. Uh, all the Do fun all the stuff. things. And then, I don't know if you got anything else to wrap up or, but, I don't know. No. I think that was good. That was a great list. A.W. has been so fun over these last three years. It's only getting better. We got what All Out's coming up again here, right?
0: All Out that, at the end of August.
1: And we might we might have to go it? to this. We might have to go to this thing. Stay tuned. Uh, coming up soon, we've got our nine-year anniversary of this show coming up here in a couple weeks. We've got our 400th episode coming up in a little bit. Uh, a lot of things on the horizon. But until then, I think we'll just leave you with that. And we will uh say, I don't know, if I could go do something.
0: Read a book. The Spanish Announce Table.